The following program is paid programming. The views expressed on the following program are those of its hosts and participants, and nowhere reflect those of the ownership, staff, or advertisers of WNRI. The pandemic, social unrest, the state house, and the White House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. Good evening, everyone, on this snowy Wednesday. It is John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM, loud and clear. That is exactly right, Chris Moran. Thank you. Sorry about that, folks. Uh, I want to say good afternoon to everyone tuning in. We have a live stream going on Face. Uh, excuse me, my goodness. Come on, Juan, on YouTube Live. I think we're going to go back to Facebook Live tomorrow. But the folks at YouTube reached out to me and said, Juan, everyone is buzzing about the show. We'd love you to at least try YouTube Live. We'll do whatever you want. So when you get an invitation like that, we'd like to uh, try it out. Folks, we always have to try out different platforms, especially with everything that is uh, going on with President Trump right now and all the, the different platforms. So now also, if you go to the website, let's just say you're listening right now, because I do hear part of this. I hear from many of you that say, one, I'm not on Facebook, but I'd like to watch the live video stream. You can log on now. right now. It's 1207 on this Wednesday afternoon, um, with final week of January. I also think the final full week that Governor Armando will be the governor, by the way. <coughs> Wednesday, January 27th, we have some snow on the ground. You would think that we never had snow before the way people are driving. But if you log on to the website, petro.com, you can see that we have the live stream going there on the website as well. And there's a lot of buzz about the website. But um, you can see the uh, live video stream. I did this just the other day where I'm actually uh, watching myself do the show. There it is. I'm holding it up to... Uh, Everyone that's then watching the live stream. So it's a little unusual. It's like I'm looking into the mirror. But if you go to the website, petro.com and then uh, you can see that I'm, I'm holding it up. Folks, this portion of the program, and I want to um, put in a plug. Again, if you're in an accident today or if you know someone that finds himself in an accident, and there have been many because of um, a couple inches of snow. But as I said, you know, people forget how to drive. Call Excuse me, West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340, 401-272-3340. Do you know someone that was in an accident? Wherever you can hear my voice, whether it's Rhode Island or Massachusetts or good afternoon, we have a lot of Connecticut listeners right over the border that listen. Actually, because of technology today, we have people listen all over. I want to say good afternoon. I should say there are so many people from Rhode Island and Massachusetts that uh, send me uh, email and messages, and you listen at the website, depetro.com, and they're listening down in, uh, a lot of people went to, um, I'm seeing in South Carolina now, obviously a number in Florida, but uh, years ago, it used to just be the seemingly that uh, these couple of months, January, February, March, a lot of people would go to Florida. I'm noticing a lot more people are going to the Carolinas, North Carolina, South Carolina, a lot more email and people. And by the way, folks, if you have family down there, they can certainly listen to the program. People like to keep up with what's going on in our area, both Massachusetts and Rhode Island. You can uh, listen at the website, depetro.com. And it's as simple as if you log on at the website, depetro.com, right on that right-hand side, you see the button. It says listen live. Click on that. And boom, it's just as it sounds. Listen live. You can listen. It's so clear. It's right there at the website, tobetro.com. But remember, if you know of someone that's in an accident, if you were, uh, it can be. There's a lot of uh, small uh, fender bender type accidents, but you want to get it repaired, call West Fountain Auto Body. West Fountain Auto Body. They'll do it right. They'll do it right the first time. Call them today, 401 401- 272-3340. Kenny's the best. Located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. It's West Fountain Auto Body. 401-272-3340. Well, folks, again, good afternoon on this Wednesday. Now, tomorrow, COVID briefing tomorrow, I will be there. If you have a question that you would like me to ask on your behalf at the briefing, please visit the website, depetro.com. 
remember, folks, it always begins and ends at the website. And then you just go to the, they call it the dashboard, and you'll see home, meet John DePietro. Hello. That's me, a little information. Radio show. If you ever miss anything of the show, you click on that. You can hear different episodes. Uh, Jeff, the great Jeff Lamont, he has it all set up that way, Jeff Gamach, where it's, it's all library fashion. Shop advertise but also contact so you just click on contact and it goes directly to me but one of the things that's getting a big buzz that's on the website by the way but but again tomorrow is the press briefing i will be there at veterans auditorium i i i don't think we're going to see governor Raimondo. who knows i don't think so um she's she's not expected it's supposed to just be uh, dr nicole alexander scott we know that incoming governor dan mckee He's anxious to get in. And as you heard last hour, when we spoke with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe, I am hearing that barring something changing, barring some change, but next week, <coughs> excuse me, I, I believe next week will be Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo, her final week as governor of Rhode Island. I believe next week she will be confirmed. By the Senate to be Commerce Secretary for President Biden. And then upon her confirmation, she will then resign as governor of Rhode Island. And then they'll swear in Lieutenant Governor Dan McKee. And then he will name his new lieutenant governor or shortly after that. Um, but I, I will be anxious to see tomorrow. Maybe Governor Raimondo makes a surprise visit. I don't think so, but it's possible. I think it'll be Dr. Uh, Dr. Scott. Next, a week from tonight, she is scheduled, Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo is scheduled to deliver her state of the state. Now, the week of February 8th, right now is when they're saying they're going to start the impeachment trial of President Trump. And I'm going to talk about that. They're trying to get a number of nominations done. By the way, a Treasury Secretary, Janet Yellen, has already been sworn in. So they're moving this along. They're trying to get the votes done. They're trying to give President Biden a chance to get his cabinet in place. And so, barring some unforeseen circumstance, it would seem that next week that Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo will be, um, A, approved by the full Senate. Then you get sworn in as cabinet secretary. I have a picture on... Uh, There was a picture on Twitter of Janet Yellen, who's the new Treasury Secretary, a post that Governor Raimondo wanted, uh, did not get. Doesn't mean it couldn't happen at some point, but, you know, you got to it's it's like the lottery. You can't win if you don't play. But she uh, but Vice President Kamala Harris swore in Dr. Janet Yellen as Secretary of the Treasury at the White House. So this is what it uh, actually sounded like. Again, it was outside. And there it is. The vice president of the United States is swearing her in. Looks like her husband, maybe her son. And uh, she was sworn in. So Governor Mundo will get that. I have no reason to believe that Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo, unless, unless, um, I would think that there's two people that swear you in. One would be the vice president. Kamala Harris, or I, I, I mean, I don't think it would be President Biden, but you don't know. But I want to get to it, folks, and this is very concerning. And again, good afternoon, one and all. Here I am. It is Juan at twelve fourteen. It's John DePietro on AM thirteen eighty ninety nine point nine FM. Plug that in. I got a nice email from someone yesterday. Said Juan, I started in Providence listening to you on on uh, AM thirteen eighty. I went all the way. I had business north of Worcester and carried it all the way, folks. It's a flamethrower. But this is something to be um, concerned about. Programming note, a week from today, we're going to have Andy Nigo. Andy Nigo has a new book out on Antifa. He is really the expert. We're going to have him uh, special. He's got a new book out. It's fantastic. Andy Nigo is going to be a guest on the program next week. But Providence Antifa chapter expanding. And you can see it right there at the website. And this was um, a photo that had been sent to me. And, folks, it's despicable. This shows exactly who these people are. All my heroes kill cops. And that's uh, the type of banner that they put up. And there's some pictures of them. 
But let's just be very clear about something. Uh, in my mind, these people should be considered domestic terrorists, and they're not. And the same thing with everything that we saw last summer. They are domestic terrorists. What you saw, they destroyed Providence Place Mall. They were vandalizing the Rhode Island State House. They smashed all the windows and the doors in the back. They never went after them. And you never heard anyone call that domestic terrorism. Um, they did other types of vandalism. They vandalized City Hall, by the way. So, but as far as the State House, uh, that's a state building. They did catch two people that set the cruiser on fire. They also lit a, um, a shoe store, St. Pierre Shoes, on Washington Street. They set that on fire. That's arson. They did burn the cruiser. That's arson. They destroyed, looted, and um, all of Providence Place Mall, all these different stores downtown. Uh, police tried to go after them. But you never heard the term domestic terrorists. Well, apparently, and we have some good sources on this in the city, a big faction of the Providence and Tifa chapter known as PAC, P-A-C. Now, folks, here's the other thing. You don't hear anyone else. They get a complete free pass. Anyone else. There is the Rhode Island Coalition for Israel. They make allegations of anti-Semitism towards um, the deep fund the police black lives matter and i want to play this and what i find is interesting is there's a reporter that's in this video and they were downtown you know i was at this um i covered this protest it was a friday night in october this was the friday night that they were trying to get onto federal hill and the authorities wouldn't let them go onto federal hill it was the first time they kind of stood up to them because of what Cranston did. But they, um, and I want to play this. Now, this was lifted from Uprise. And this this is, what you're going to hear is a, an anti-Semitic chant. From Palestine to the USA, all the cops have got to pay. Now, this is a video that's out. And we're going to have a guest on uh, probably Friday on this. But I want to just play this. Because what's significant about this to me is there's a member, kind of a member of the Rhode Island media, someone that gets a lot of attention. He never says anything negative about it. Oh, he's a, he works for Channel 36. He has a podcast. Um, he calls himself a reporter. He's very vocal. Um, but he's right there, right in the middle of it. And he doesn't say a word about this anti-Semitic chant. Now, I was there that night. I was at the back of it, so I couldn't hear it as clearly. But the leader... Of the defund the police, uh, this Amanda Toussaint, she is a domestic terrorist, very dangerous individual, had a violent arrest with police, was been up on the highway. She was at the riot. She's always right there, professional protester. She's leading this anti-Semitic chant of Black Lives Matter, defund the police, Antifa members. This was on a Friday night, October. It was the week before Halloween, I think it was, October 20th. Right. And uh, I just want to play this chant just for a moment. And you hear the guy from Uprise, Will James, October 23rd. From Palestine to USA, all good cops have got to pay. And there's Bill Bartholomew, a podcast guy from Channel 36. He just walked right by the camera, never said a word. A reporter right there in the front of this anti-Semitic chant. Why would a group of concerned citizens in the United States, specifically focused on police brutality and American racism, chant about Palestine on the streets of Providence, Rhode Island? What percentage of American citizens in Rhode Island can even find Palestine on a map? Now, that is, again, Rhode Island Coalition for Israel. You don't hear anything about that. Uh, they're always defended. Congressman David Cicilline, he, he marched with the Black Lives Matter protest. A bunch of them have. You never hear anyone point out the fact that there are these anti-Semitism links between uh, Black Lives Matter and um, <clears throat> Excuse me. And this, this different, uh, these different groups. No one ever points it out. The question should be: Who led the chant? 
Uh, it certainly wasn't her. She's like a pawn, uh, uneducated fool who just does as she's told. But someone was leading that anti-Semitic chant against uh, that. That's anti-Semitism. That is, again, trying to link that all the violence in Israel is because of, you know, the way they portray the chosen people. And it made its way. Now, I was there that night. Again, I was at the back of the protest because of where we circulate. And, you know, as many of you know, when I've covered it, it hasn't been um, the best experience. But uh, on the website, Providence Antifa Chapter Donors PAC has been busy plans to expand their membership with activities in the city of Providence. Again, this is on DePetro.com. Now, I have heard about this over the past several weeks, even going back into December, You've seen license plates, cars, members from Seattle and Portland spotted in the West End section of the city. The big hub of this, as I've told you, is over near the Cranston Street Armory. So they are working with them, workshops, training. Now, they're not going to protest on a day like today or even this weather. This is all a big buildup for the spring and the summer. And someone I spoke to said they were all pretty proud of themselves last year. This year, they want to go to the next level. Providence and Tifa, they plan more protests. Towards the end of the fall, it was getting more violent with police. One of the big final nights, there were 21 people arrested. They were throwing bottles, rocks. They had other weapons. They had explosives. They had clubs and shields. They were getting more violent. There's going to be more of that, more damage. And they want more destruction. Now, Providence Antifa, you're going to be hearing more and more of these demands. Now, they don't exactly call a press conference, but they leak this out through different people and they make their list of demands known. And this is I this is someone that gave told me this two people, actually, folks, this is direct from these Antifa members right in Providence. Number one, here are some of their demands for this year. Spring into the summer. Now, by all accounts, Allure's is not going to do anything. Defund the police by 75%. They want all inmates released from the ACI. Now, if these demands are not met, there will be more destruction. There'll be more damage. There'll be more fires. There'll be more rioting at the mall and other parts of downtown Here's a couple of other things. Wyatt detention center closed. They've wanted that for a while now. Here's another new demand they have for the new year. Protesters receive immunity from arrests at all announced protests. Meaning, if you go to a protest and you hit a police officer, no matter what you do, you can't be arrested if you are a protester. Now, that would be a deal breaker. When you think last year, there were over 100 protesters arrested in the city of Providence alone. They want all protesters to receive immunity from arrests. This is different now. Federal Hill must pay a reparations fee each month in exchange for limiting protesting. Folks, that's extortion. This is saying to the restaurants on Federal Hill, either you're going to pay us monthly or we're going to go up there on Friday and Saturday nights and destroy the place and ruin all of you. Now, they want limiting protesting, but I'm told they're saying it would be during the week, like on a Monday or Tuesday. But Federal Hill Restaurant Association pay reparations in exchange for limiting protesting. If that demand is not met, they'll go up there on a Saturday night and start flipping tables over. Another demand for the new year. Police will agree not to carry weapons at protests and demonstrations. Now, why would Providence Police or State Police agree to that? Why do you think that is? They consider, by the way, pepper spray to be a weapon. They want police unarmed. The mayor of Lourdes would announce police will not carry weapons at protests or demonstrations. Who would do that? Would you want to be one of the cops? I don't even go to those things without armed security. You can't. They're animals. You can't. They're violent individuals. They are domestic terrorists, not the Trump people. That were taking selfies of themselves inside the Capitol. These people are the real domestic terrorists. The Providence Antifa, the defund the police, these anti-Semitic domestic terrorists. So can you imagine the nerve? Police, boy, if Providence police and state police agree to this. I'll just be honest with you. If they agree to it, I don't know if I could go. 
<clears throat> Would police want to go where then they can't carry a weapon? Here's another demand. No dogs or SWAT teams assigned to protesters or march. See, both of those were effective. It made them nervous. They don't like the dogs. They want to come to an agreement with the authorities. There'll be no more police dogs used or SWAT teams. Now, when you have people that have weapons and bottles and explosives, uh, when they go to the police station, they did have SWAT teams there. Because you don't know, folks. These people are nuts. Here's another demand now. Low-income housing set aside rent-free. Boy, there's a surprise. So they want to have certain sections of the city where their people would be professional protesters, where they wouldn't have to work, and they would protest all the time. I want you to see where the two tie in. That's not an accident. Many of the people that want to protest more say, I have to work. I got to pay my rent. All right. What if we could get you a housing in Providence rent free? Oh, that would be great. Then I could protest, you know, seven nights a week. Now, this one is also interesting. A pause on all drug arrests in the city. Why would people that are anti-police want to pause on all drug arrests in the city. Now, what I'm told is a lot of the, um, these are anarchists, really, is what they are, is a lot of times when people are stopped, one of the reasons police use in order to stop people is, in fact, it's because of suspected drug activity. So they would like to be able to carry weapons more in the city of Providence without having to worry about being stopped. If you have a pause on drug arrests, what that really translates, again, this was explained to me, what that really translates to is just less stopping. And if there's if if people are going to be stopped less, they'd be more inclined to carry weapons. And then this one I am laughing about. Gee, I wonder who demand number 10 pertains to. Media must receive permission to cover all protests. Now, gee, I wonder who that is aimed at. And again, folks, there is there. I have it right on petro.com. There's their big sign. We don't want Biden. We want revenge. And they have an AK and they have the A circled for anarchists. We want revenge for police murders, imperialist wars and fascist uh, massacres. But this this is comical. Now, if they think media must receive permission to cover all protests, let, let's just translate that. Right. We don't want John DePietro covering the protests. I mean, that's basically what they're saying. The media. So let me just get this straight. You delusional. <clears throat> I have no respect. You know, someone said to me, you know, they don't like you. Those anti-police, Antifa, defund the police people. They don't like. Hey, listen, they don't like me. I hate them and I don't respect them in their domestic terrorists. But the thing that I'm going to ask them for permission to cover their protests. Now, they used to do that last year. I would go. They would say, who are you? Don't show our faces. If you want to talk, you got to talk to this person. And I wouldn't play along. But there are members of the media who would go along with this. So media must receive permission. Can you imagine? They're going to gather downtown. I'm supposed to submit a media request. They're going to march on a public street. And then I'm supposed to get permission from them And I, if I can cover them. Now, I know they don't want me to cover them. Because I don't go along with their line, which is the rest of the media does, which always makes the police the aggressor and the police are wrong. And much like that Channel 12, Shannon Heggie, police, say police, they shot those protesters with pepper spray. Excuse me. What you should have said was, and again, I'll even blame a writer at the TV station. It should have said, because state police were getting bottles, rocks, and explosives thrown at them, Police used pepper spray on protesters. That's what it should have said. Not state police used pepper spray on protesters. And also, enough of this stuff for the protesters, right? Let's call them what they are. They're domestic terrorists. They terrorize. They go to Federal Hill. They try to shut it down. <clears throat> and now we know why. You know, what that's really about is really extortion. If you're making a demand, and again, folks, you can go to the website, dipetro.com. I already heard from another member of the media that said, boy, we'd love to go with the story, but we just don't want them protesting us. I mean, the media has got to decide if they're going to allow these individuals to continue to dictate their, their own terms. I think it's disgraceful. 
I will not go along with it. They have to be exposed. And the media always playing nice with them. I think that last protest, there was a failed protest. You know, the media, there were more members of the media police than protesters. It was about two weeks ago, I think. Or was it last week? I don't remember now. Right? Where you had, uh, you know, 10 people. They closed school early because they thought or they were trying to encourage kids to go and protest the Providence police. And they only had like 12 people. But they allowed that individual, that uneducated, violent domestic terrorists to go on and say, well, you know, our problem with the Providence police is they're domestic terrorists and blah, blah. Disgraceful. How dare you? That'd be my question. Have you been arrested? Were you arrested for biting a doctor? Were you arrested for biting a nurse? Were you arrested for fighting and threatening to kill members of law enforcement? Like the, 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 the kid gloves have got to come off. And see, with what they're learning now and people are realizing is a lot of people thought that if President Trump was removed from office, it would all go away. No, they're upping the demands. They want more. They see it as, as power now. And they want to steamroll over Alorza. And last summer was almost like a warm-up. They'd go to Alorza's house. They'd go to the other city council people. It's going to get worse. They went to Joe and Ryan's house. Folks, at the end of last year, the media wouldn't even go and cover them. A lot of these nighttime protests because it wasn't safe. Now they're making more demands. But let me just be very clear. I'm not asking for permission from anyone to cover a blanking protest on public streets. A public street. I have to get your permission. I'm not seeking permission. If you're going to march down a public street, if you're going to march to the Providence Police Station, if you're going to march downtown, I'm not getting your, I'm not asking you permission. By the fact you do that, you forfeit permission. And the same thing, these people, oh, no, you don't film me. What do you mean you don't film me? Well, some of the people here are minors. Too bad. Then their parents shouldn't allow them to be marching with you people, you dirtbags. Folks, it's John DePietro on this Wednesday. This portion of the program uh, at 1233 is brought to you by uh, Preferred Towing and Recovery. They're located in Lincoln. They service the entire state. Call them today, 401-725-8500 or online, preferredrecovery.com. They're also on Facebook. They specialize in towing transport, asset recovery, private property towing services. Mark and Christine, you know, Mark's been doing repossessions for 30 years. By the way, I've heard he's under the weather. I certainly hope he's feeling better. If you know him, give him a buzz or text him, say, hope you're feeling better. Preferred towing, they also buy older vintage cars from the 60s and the 70s. Now, maybe you have one and you've been sitting on it and you've been thinking that you'd like to restore it. Why not call for a fair offer today? Preferred towing, 401 725-8500, 401-725-8500, they specialize in towing, transport, asset recovery, and private property towing services, preferred towing. Now, you're wondering about this story, Providence Antifa. We're going to continue to cover them. It's important. You need to know it. You need to, You have a right to know what's really going on. None of this cream puff BS where the media talk about what's it like to be a teen activist? What's it like to be a teen, you know, where you're held without bail just for protesting? Uh, no, the person was held without bail for having a knife in their pocket as they were punching a police officer, you know. Um, if you want to read about it, uh, visit the website, depetro.com. Remember, depetro.com is sponsored by Relax Souls Reflexology. I admit this has been a tense time. So why not call Lisa Wood at four, call or text her 401-742-6621, Reflexology, Lisa Wood. The name of her company is Relax Souls, and it's S-O-L-E-S. Get it? Relax Souls, L-O-S-E-S, relax as in souls. Reflexology is the application of pressure areas of the feet and the hands, and it's relaxing. It can alleviate stress. Because the areas of the feet and the hands correspond to organs and systems of the body. Healing them from inside out, boost your immune function. Text her, get in touch with her today. Try it out. New year, new you. Reflexology, Lisa Wood, 401-742-6621. Now, I also have on, uh, I want to remind people, one of the reasons why President Trump went to Washington 
was, as he said, to drain the swamp. The Senate's a club. The Senate is different than the House. Patrick Congressman Patrick Kennedy say he enjoyed that the House of Representatives was pretty rambunctious. So when you start off with Senators Reed and White House, and they gave the big introduction to Governor Amundo, she did about as well as you can do in a confirmation hearing. What's different is it was unsure when a lot of these Biden appointments, excuse me, Biden uh, nominees were going to be confirmed. It seems now that they're going to be confirmed very quickly. So you go back, it was just like two weeks ago that Senator Sheldon Whitehouse told Ted Nisi of Channel 12, he thought it could be April before Governor Mundo is confirmed. Now, next week could be her final week as the governor of Rhode Island. She's going to be leaving, we'll have a new governor. And the, the, the only one that came close, and I was not one of those people, by the way. There were some members of the media. It's foolish. There were still some people saying, well, I don't think she's going to confirm. Then you're not paying attention. Then you're not paying attention. Um, she is going to be confirmed. She's absolutely going to be confirmed. And one of the things that Senator Cruz uh, did ask her about, some people were saying, well, they're going to ask her about cooler and warmer. Well, they didn't ask her about cooler and warmer. They're going to ask her about UHIP. Well, they didn't ask her about UHIP. They're going to ask her about not wearing a mask. Well, they didn't ask her about wearing a mask. The closest thing, and this is like a low-hanging fruit, if you're going to be Commerce Secretary, how is it that Rhode Island is ranked dead last by CNBC? Uh, your current job as governor of Rhode Island, um, as you know, in 2019, CNBC did its annual rankings of the states that are friendly to business. And the state of Rhode Island came, came out 50th, dead last, the, the worst state in the union uh, for businesses. Uh, given that record, uh, how, how are the American people... What reassurances can you give the American people that, that your performance at Commerce would be better than the state of Rhode Island has done in terms of creating an environment where jobs are plentiful? When I ran for governor, Rhode Island had the highest unemployment rate in the country. And just prior to COVID, we had the lowest unemployment rate in our state's history and the most jobs in our state's history. When I ran, we were 50 out of 50 on Business Insiders ranking and a couple of years into my term we were 26 so uh, my record is clear that we have created thousands of jobs for the people of rhode island and i would look forward to fighting for the american worker should i be confirmed now ted ted um ted cruz senator cruz he didn't have enough background background i should say to challenge her on that because they could have challenged her on it because if you just go to uh google CNBC uh, business friendly uh, list for the states and hold on folks just bear with me I, I know friend list states if if you uh, log on to that so the, the, the fact is that what she the governor just said is is actually not not true. We're still, we are, um, we're still 50th on the, I mean, I'm looking at it and Rhode Island is 50th. That was for 2019. That was the last one. Now they break it up into different categories and there is one category, um, a couple down on the list that come up a little bit higher. We were 25th when it came to education, but Quality of life is really not even that strong for business friendly. Uh, it was 28th. But w- what's interesting is where do you think Texas is ranked on the list? Well, Virginia's one, Texas is two. But he didn't follow up with that. In fairness, he didn't follow up with that. That was the um, 2019 list. So let me see if. Um, I, I think there was a 2020. I'd want to double check on that. I, I thought there was a, um, a 2020 list. Nope, they're still just going with the, the 2019. So he could have said if he wanted to. 
Um, we're dead last again. He could have said, Governor, I'm uh, I'm looking at the list right now, like not to make a big deal about it, but you're you're 50th and we are 50th. But he didn't do that. Senator Cruz of Texas, he, he, he let that go. So I don't know. There's some part of the category. A lot of these numbers, if you want to play with them, massage them, if you will, anything um, like that. You, you certainly could probably get it to read the way that you want. But by, by all accounts, as far as Lieutenant Governor Dan McKee, we're going to find out that, he, and, and I'm not knocking him in any way, but he is, in fact, he's got to really put things in motion. No one said it's fear, but he's, Governor Mundo is like going to drop off the keys. I even wonder if she's even talking to him. She might not even be talking to him. All his communication in trying to get up to speed, it could be with just the, the staffs are talking back and forth. So she's going to be out of here. She's going to be gone. Her focus has been. And as a result of that, we are now, the vaccine is not going smoothly. The vaccine is a mess. The vaccine, we are third worst in the country for that. That The vaccine is a problem. So McKee's got a couple of big things he's going to tackle. The biggest thing is incoming Governor McKee, he's got to tackle the vaccine. He has to. Vaccine distribution. This is crazy. <clears throat> We're way behind other states. We also have to get on par with Massachusetts. Massachusetts is already lessening their restrictions. As I mentioned last hour, because, folks, we started at 11 with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Is Massachusetts, the, the Boston Globe has a story today that all these people right on the line, whether it be with Winsocken and Bellingham or anyone that borders Attleboro or Seekonk, all the Massachusetts restaurants are going to be able to stay open later. That is a terrible disadvantage for Rhode Island. Rhode Island, I wouldn't be surprised if tomorrow, <clears throat> excuse me, tomorrow, if Rhode Island starts to lessen the restrictions. Because the numbers are way down. The only reason they haven't been lessened is Governor Mundo's been focused on her Senate confirmation. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by R.E. Coogan and Heating. Now listen, it's cold out. It's going to get very cold. How's your heating system? Is your heating system working effectively on this Wednesday? Call R.E. Coogan and Heating today, 401-732-6562, 401-732-6562. Call Coogie Residential Services, as Coogie said, is let us into your home. Don't, don't fix it alone. Plumbing, heating, and cooling. Right now, you want to focus on the heating. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable. Look for them on Facebook. Again, the company is R.E. Coogan and Heating, 401-732-6562. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, as we're talking about uh, Antifa Providence, make sure you log on to the website, depetro.com, and you can see the direct link to surplus provisions, Pontiac Avenue in Cranston, where you can obtain body armor and ammo and pepper spray and food storage surplus provisions there are a mile and a half from garden city pontiac avenue in cranston now i also want to get to there's good news for those that support <clears throat> president trump the way that juan does and that is we found out yesterday that they can go ahead they can certainly go ahead with uh they want to do this impeachment uh trial uh, apparently, they're going to do it. They shouldn't do it. It's overkill. People don't support it. But they're not going to get 17 votes. They're not going to get 17 votes. It's a waste. It's an overreach. This is all being done to try to prevent President Trump from running in 2024. They want to decimate the Republican Party. Now, a lot of people say, like Congressman David Cicilline, we need unity, right? We need to come together. They have no intention of coming together. Sometimes different members of the media say, you know, Juan, why all the tough rhetoric? We need better rhetoric. We need everyone to come together. Folks, they have no intention of working. Their, their object is to decimate the Republican Party. And they're going to fail because Mitch McConnell, who is seen as an unknown, <clears throat> is now saying, I don't think it's constitutional. We're going to impeach somebody out of office. So if Bill Clinton did something out of office, which there's certainly questions about the Clinton Foundation. Should they put him on trial? We're going to start impeaching former presidents. 
Something is done about Barack Obama. Let's go after him and impeach him, even though he doesn't serve anymore. I want to play. This is uh, Lindsey Graham talking about the um, if they want to do the trial, it's going to look bad. But let them, you know, have at it. You want to do that? Do it at your own peril. By the Democrats to call a single witness in the United States Senate. They had no record in the House. There will be delay of this trial. There will be a Pandora's box being opened. We will want witnesses, and this thing will go on for weeks, if not months. So I'm hoping that we have a trial based on a stipulation of fact, not witnesses, and we get this behind us. Well, let's just say this. Rhode Island Congressman David Cicilline, he is he's all in. He has no other agenda than to serve as an impeachment member for the trial of, of President Trump. That's his whole goal. That's his whole reason for being in Washington right now. <clears throat> if I lived in CD1, I would have voted for Jeff Lemire. At least be something different. But the rhetoric coming from the other side, you know, this is someone that the media is pushing them and going after this whole business that the Trump side are domestic terrorists. Let's say this is, I tell you, Joe Scarborough is, is losing his mind. Let me play. This is uh, Morning Joe on MSNBC talking about. What if Ted Cruz just said after 9-11, let's, you know what, let's just pretend it's going to go away. Let's just forget about it, you know. 9-11, where, like, like, would Ron Johnson say, let's just forget about it. Yeah, they attacked the Pentagon. Yeah, they attacked. Let's just forget about it. That's what Lindsay wants us to do. He wants us to forget about the fact that people were bludgeoned in the head with an American flag because of Donald Trump. He wants us to forget that a cop was beaten to death. And the reason why the cop killer beat the cop to death was because they were inspired by Donald Trump to do so. Ted Cruz wants us to forget because he led the sedition along with Josh Hawley and Ted Cruz. Forget? Forget? You're out of your mind and you're not a conservative. That's how conservatives do not talk. We don't forget. If you attack our country, we go after you. We jail you. We throw away the key. You come after our capital? Our capital? Isn't, isn't it everybody's capital? That was not a sedition. To see justice? For the leader of the insurrection, Marco, you hide behind procedural It was a frustrated protest we can't go that got out of hand a little bit. No! No! Find a constitutional lawyer that supports justice and quote- You know what is absolute? Think about this now. And again, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on this Wednesday. It's 1249. They are now. So now what happened at the Capitol? Is 9-11. I mean, are you kidding me? What happened at the Capitol were people that were frustrated. There's a lot of anti-government people that went there. There were a lot of circus-type people that went there. There's a lot of people that went there that had nothing to do with President Trump's speech. They don't like uh, the members of Congress. And folks, you know, who right now, other than the people that just depend on him for all the free things, If there's an example of two people that don't serve uh, their constituents, it's Congressman Langevin and Congressman Cicilline. What does David, Congressman David Cicilline do for the people of the First District? Nothing. He doesn't represent you. And Langevin, that's certainly, they don't represent me. They don't acknowledge you. They have no interest. Langevin's been in Congress for 20 years. He's never passed a bill. He doesn't do anything. He's got a big war chest, and he's just been there taking up space he hasn't accomplished anything. I mean, they're, they're just an embarrassment is what they are. The two of them. And Cicilline, his entire role is to be an attack dog for the Democrat Party. That's what it is. But to compare that to 9-11, why is it all of a sudden, you know, we all watched what happened over the course of the summer and the fall. As seemingly every major American city, New York still hasn't recovered, right? Uh, Philadelphia, 
Chicago, Wisconsin, Minneapolis, Atlanta, Baltimore, St. Louis. You go just, uh, you know, basically every major city damaged by all these riots and protests. And we just kept hearing about the peaceful protesters. And so the other side who kept, you know, questioning about the election, questioning about the procedure. And all you do is get questions like people, Stephanopoulos saying, uh, it's an either or. Was either the election stolen or not? Do you have evidence of massive voter fraud or not? There's no in between with them. People got fed up. President Trump went there to clean up. And what you saw is that in many ways, the Senate, it is a club. It's a club. The very reason why Governor Mundo didn't get a big grilling yesterday, because first and foremost, they're members of a club. It's an exclusive club. The two most exclusive clubs in the world are if you're an owner of an NFL team or you're a member of the Senate. Remember, with the Senate, there's only 100 members. The House, 432. Very exclusive club. Two from every state, that's it. And, and they live in that world. So they were never going to, you know, grill someone that way, when, especially when you had Senator Reid in White House giving such accolades and, and uh, so forth from their state and introducing Governor Mundo. But what you saw at the Capitol, people just fed up, frustrated, can't get any answers. And I give Rand Paul a lot of credit for the way he took it to Stephanopoulos, saying you won't even acknowledge. I had someone just the other day on social media saying, all right, no election's perfect. Where? Show us where. Why can't we just examine that? How do you know what percentage? Let me just say this. When you say no election is perfect, my question is what percentage and how do you know that? Is it 10% of the vote is not perfect? Is it 15% of the vote? Is it 20% of the vote? What percent? How do you know if you don't investigate? You know, most stores, they have, there's a certain level of theft built in. No matter what store it is, there's percentage of shoplifting and or people that work there that steal. They try to cut down on it, uh, but there is this theft that come into play with that. But they have a handle on what it is. If you don't know what that amount is, how do you know? It's, if, is it rampant or is it just small fringes? I think some stores, I don't know exactly what it is, but it, it all gets played into the equation of how much money you know, a store is actually going to make. But they account for shoplifting, employee theft, uh, items that are returned, whatever it may be. And that all gets factored in. But if you don't have that as a solid number, right? I mean, I believe that number is under 10%. If it's more than that, you get a lot of problems. This portion of the John DePietro Show on this Wednesday is brought by Ryan's Appliance Repair. Now, listen, it's a new year. You want to make sure all your appliances are working properly. And I have just the person to call. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. With a very catchy slogan, if your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. Ryan, I've had him into my home several times. He is terrific. He is knowledgeable. All work is guaranteed for 90 days, parts, and labor. If you're listing right now on the Snowy Wednesday, if you're having a problem with your washing machine, he can fix it. Your dryer, he can fix it. Stove, oven, refrigerator, microwave, garbage disposal. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401 710 7096. Saturday appointments are available. All work is guaranteed for 90 days, parts and labor, and senior citizens discounts are available. If your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401 710 Folks, it's John DePietro on this Wednesday. Now, again, it's going to be uh, uh, pretty cold and over the next couple of days. And that's why, as much as a lot of Rhode Island restaurants have been doing their best, to try to have some element of outdoor dining. I believe tomorrow uh, Rhode Island needs to match Massachusetts. We can't have a situation where in Massachusetts, Governor Charlie Baker, who is focused on the state, is starting to loosen some of the restrictions. Yet in Rhode Island, we're still having a lot of restrictions. I can't allow that. It's going to hurt everyone if they if that goes on. And for instance, you know, last week when we had on and, and he's... Um, uh, terrific, and that is the whole our friend uh, Shane with the in uh, Centerdale 
um, with the the revival with right on uh, Smith Street in Centerdale and and, and challenging. Uh, he's in North Providence and they want to shut him down. And he's saying, you know, we're taking all the the uh, proper things. I'm seeing that they they are, have been allowed to reopen, by the way. And um, the officials are kind of going after him, but you, you shouldn't have that. And it's just, listen, it's not fear. If you are a restaurant, any type of business, and you especially those located right on the line, right? Whether it's uh, Worcester, uh, excuse me, uh, Winsocket or Cumberland or Lincoln or Smithfield, uh, Massachusetts is too close. People can go right over the line. You have to keep it competitive for people. You can't allow, you, you have to have our provisions with the vaccine, uh, excuse me, with the pandemic. It, it, it has to mirror Massachusetts. So, but folks, just know that I think things are going to start to move fairly quickly next week. Next week could be a very dramatic week. Next week, you could see Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo, and I'm going to talk about this next hour. We have another full hour to go. The power hour is uh, next hour. Next week, think of this. Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo give her state, final state of the state next Wednesday night. And by the way, it's, it's virtual. So I'm not told that the media can attend. Final state of the state. She may uh, get Senate confirmation. She, Governor Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo may be sworn in as Commerce Secretary for the Biden administration. She may then resign as Governor of Rhode Island. And Lieutenant Governor Dan McKee might be sworn in to be the next governor on Island, and then he would announce who his lieutenant governor is going to be. Now, we're going to cover all of that for you, and then think of it. That's next week. And then the week after, the week, next week is the uh, first week of February. The week after that, the Trump impeachment trial in the Senate is set to start on Monday, February 8th. So February is already certainly breaking out that it's it's going to be absolutely action-packed with news uh and folks we're going to cover all of it for you but especially this is going to be very significant with a new governor coming in now i also want to remind you folks about our friend john francis at competition shooting supplies you want to protect yourself your family stop it and see john francis today competition shooting supplies 435 benefit street Pawtucket. Call him at 727-1716, 727-1716. He is located, you take the last exit in Rhode Island, it's exit 2A, 95 North. You go past the Attleboro train station, and then you're going to come to the intersection of Newport Avenue and Benefit Street. Competition shooting supplies. 435 Benefit Street, Pawtucket, or call him 727-1716 for competition shooting supplies. So what we're going to do is we are going to break for the 1 o'clock news. We have another full hour to go on the program. By the way, the roads are getting cleared. And a good way to uh, a lot of people, maybe you don't want to go out, but you want to get some delicious fresh food. Make sure you stop it and see our friends Ron and Melissa. Ron's Pastry Gourmet, 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. Delicious calzone, sausage and peppers, sandwiches, delicious cakes and cupcakes and cannolis. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Look for them on Facebook, located 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. They're right next to AAA in Providence. So it's Sean DePetro on this snowy Wednesday again. Tomorrow, we're going to be coming to you from the COVID briefing. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to break and get an update with the 1 o'clock news. We have another full hour to go. Remember, if you want to uh, listen next hour, radio only, it's uh, go to depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Right now, again, another hour to go. It's 1 o'clock.